A woman of power is one who is called and directed by God, one who walks in and utilizes her God-given gifts, one who has true power and authority. Welcome to the new series, Women of Power. So as you know, we've had Jasmine. She was one of our first guests for the podcast. And so we have her back because she is one of the panelists at the Women of Power Conference, February, <laughs> February 11, 2023. And so we're excited to have Jasmine as a panelist. I'm excited. And she's also going to be dancing and her dancing is just powerful. And you have to be in the room, in the space in order mm-hmm. to experience that. So Jasmine, tell us about yourself. Maybe there's some updates, things going on with you. Hello, everyone. Um, updates. So I think the last time I was on here, okay, job updates. I switched job. That's an update. Maturity, for sure. You know, character. And just really, I would say laying myself at the threshing floor, really before the Lord and, and before his throne. I would say that. Getting my mind off of, you know, we'd be so focused on where are we going? What are we doing? Where are we going? What are we doing? But making that space where I can just lay before the Lord. So I would say that more in tune with the Lord in that space. That's awesome. And it's, it's such a blessing to have that deeper relationship with God to have beyond the things that we're used to. So God can show you different things and then also introduce additional things to you. Like for example, with purpose and calling and those kinds of things, so many things that we have to do, but we have to have an understanding of what it is exactly. And God put it in you. So he knows how to teach you and prepare you how, how to get to where you're needing to go. So how would you define a divine shift? Oh, a divine shift. I would say during your little daily walk, you think you're going somewhere and the Lord either puts something or someone in your place where he knows that you're going to pay attention and that he knows you're going to hear. You think you're going to, it might be the donut shop, something very simple. And then all of a sudden the Lord's like, you're just on your way. You're like, hmm, I don't want that no more. I want a bagel. And you decide you want a, a bagel. And then immediately in that shift, it's like, God can put you in a place um, in front of someone that you need to hear something or that you need to see something knowing that it's he's it's going to confirm to your spirit and I will even say that I believe that before a divine shift ha- d- divine shift happens the Lord is already stirring in your spirit something a scripture a word a number a color a saying or something so when you see it it's like oh Yes, the Lord is actually speaking and he's speaking loud in this in this season. So I would describe it as that. Yeah. And I believe that the confirmations come as you go, as far as the colors and numbers, et cetera, Mm -hmm. that often God will reveal to you in some way before and then it happens in the natural and then it's a confirmation that comes. So I think that's a great definition. So how do you handle those divine shifts when either they're kind of shaking you into another place or Mm. it's like, oh, okay, I'm easing into this? Well, one, I would say you have to pay attention. So for me, you know, I like examples. So um, when I was out of town, 
in Arkansas. I was at my family reunion and my grandmother and the Lord had been on me about the word prepare. Like it was just like prepare, 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 like just on and on and on. And so my grandmother said she was like packing um, homemade wipes for my cousin. And she was like, yeah, you know, um, you got to be ready. You have to prepare. But the word was so loud, like the word was loud to my spirit. So I knew that the Lord was talking. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, I have to stop and really seek the Lord and ask him, what is he saying? How does he want me to prepare? What is he talking about? Because the Lord is always speaking. He's always talking. It's just how you pay attention. And if you're going to pay attention to the signs or if you're going to pay attention to what he's saying. So in that moment, I was like, okay. Lord immediately, because sometimes it can happen and you're like, okay, I'll get to it later. And then you totally forget about it. No, at that moment I was, I stopped and I knew that the Lord was speaking. And I said, okay, Lord, how, what are you saying? Like, tell me what you're saying. How's that you prepare? Because you've been saying this for a good month now, and you said it even louder this time. So what you want me to do? So you have to, um, I would say for me, stop and I would actually tell you advise you in those moments with that when it happens ask the Holy Spirit what is the Lord saying or note it or put it in your put it in your phone yeah absolutely and often the language is prepare prepare for what God has for you but sometimes there's no explanation as to what it means so let's stay there a bit how has God revealed to you in order to be prepared what kind of things have been shared with you you know what? I'm, I feel like I'm still seeking the Lord on prepare. So one thing I started with though, I said, well, where can I start? Because I wasn't hearing what God was telling me. Cause you're absolutely right. You know, we hear the word prepare and build and it's like, okay, but what, what are we doing with that? And so, um, I looked up the word and what it meant. I said, okay, what does prepare mean? And I'm like, okay, it means, you know, you're getting things ready beforehand. And so even this morning, this morning, um, my roommate asked me if I can cook some potatoes. And so I cooked my potatoes from scratch. And we know with potatoes, you know, you got to wash them, cut them up, you got to have things. And so in the moment where I was washing the potatoes, and I had it in, um, I had it in water. At that moment, it still was like, what should I be doing right now while the potatoes are soaking in the water? And so after that, I went to go get the bowl and I, and it's, let me, let me plant a pin there. While you're, when you're doing something, when you are putting the potatoes in the water or whatever it is that you're doing, do not waste time. Cause I could have, I could have just stood at the sink and just washed the water. I mean, you know, looked at the water, stood there. But at that moment, it was like, the Lord was like, okay, what else should you be doing? Why the potatoes are in the water. Okay, let me get my bowl because I know that I'm going to need this to put the potatoes in there. So I think that it also, I would say it takes time because I'm still seeking the Lord. There's one thing that the Lord asked me to do as far as preparing myself to be a wife. Okay, while I'm doing that, I need to make sure I do my part and then, then the next step will come. So I think you have to start somewhere and then the Lord will, I believe, direct you on um and give you the next step because at that moment when I was taking washing the potatoes putting in the water 
it was like, okay, but don't waste time. Go get the bowl. You know, you're going to need the bowl. You know, you're going to need the cutting board. You know, you're going to need the knife. Okay. Let's go put the oil on there, put, put the oil in the, in the pot. So I think it's all about, um, even showing the Lord that I'm taking action on what you have given me. So, and, and the Holy Spirit will do the, do the rest. I believe. Yeah, I agree. Taking action on what God has told you to do, thinking to prophetic words and how I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, that the prophetic word doesn't happen unless you don't do if you don't do anything. So people can give you prophetic word number one through 75, but none of them will manifest if you aren't doing things. You can't just sit in expectation and not have action behind it and doing something in order for it to happen. God may say you're going to have a million dollar business, but you just sit on your hands, not doing anything and saying, oh, I can't do this. I can't register making all these excuses Mm -hmm. when God has told you the thing. So I think also prophetic words allow you to walk in a bit of confidence, knowing that it was confirmed because often prophetic word is a confirmation for what God has already told you in private. Mm-hmm. And in some cases it's new, but in other cases it's, it's somewhere in alignment with what God has already yeah. told you. And so now you can walk in this sense of confidence. So one of the things I enjoy doing is looking back at the prophetic words mm-hmm. and then also speaking, you said this and whatever was said in the prophetic word. And we have to remember those prophetic words and not get distracted because mm-hmm. it may be that he told you to do something or the prophetic word says that this is going to happen, but you over here doing something else. And now your destiny is a bit farther because you're spending this time trying to do another thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, you, you know what? You have even encouraged me in that, but you do. You have to speak what the Lord has uh, released or prophesied over your life and told you, and then reading it and making sure that, okay, you're in alignment with where God is taking you. So I, I wholeheartedly believe that, but then I, but then also knowing that there's a process in between. And I think don't forget about the process in between to the prophetic work. Some prophetic words come like that. And it's, they may not need no process, but then there's some prophetic words where it's like, yeah, let's, let's do this a little bit to your character to make sure that, and let me just say this, like, I've been really learning about character and it's like, character is such a tool that is needed to do what God is calling you to do. And it's a weapon because then you, it's like, you're in this posture in this place of humility when you, when God develops this beautiful character in you, you know, um, it can protect you from pride. Like we know that pride tries to rise up, but then if you've gone through that process where God has, okay, let me work on that. Let me, or let me even work on triggers. Or if you're dealing with rejection or loneliness or fear or whatever like that, God is like, let me deal with that before we go into this, um, prophetic word of promise. So I would say just even remembering um, if God has you walking through something and it doesn't look like the prophetic word that he has spoken over your life, um, continue to trust him and, and, and speak that. And then yielding to the Holy Spirit when he tells you something. I think that holds a lot of people up too. If the Holy Spirit reveals something in your heart at that moment, it's like, hey, address it. We don't need to be prolonging weeks because you don't want to, you know, address the issue. No, address it. You can move on and, and get you to your place. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And the process, 
I think because society wants to create this, you can have it now. You can be the millionaire. Here's five steps in order to become a millionaire. Okay, mm-hmm. but your process behind that is different. And in the public eye, you're sharing that it's just simple, these simple steps. I was thinking again this morning about, okay, a lot of people want to have a platform, Mm -hmm. but the platform comes with responsibility. You have a responsibility for those people who are following you. Mm -hmm. And it also comes with criticism with people who are going to hate on you given because you are a child of God, Mm -hmm. but it comes with these things. And so if you want to go ahead and raise yourself up and get this platform, you have to maintain that by yourself without God, the grace, the favor is not there. But Mm. if you allow God to raise you up when your time is coming and not everyone is called to a platform. And if you are, there's preparation for that then God is with it. There's grace, there's favor. You're not just speaking flesh. You just Mm -hmm. not just saying things because people have itching ears or because you want to make a certain amount of money that night. You are speaking as God's vessel and you have his favor and his grace Mm -hmm. and you don't have to push through opportunities. It just opens for you because he's Mm -hmm. with you. So I I feel that the process is absolutely necessary and let God work on you. The different things that you have in your hearts that you don't tell anybody, but God knows. And he's like, you need to work on that. Mm -hmm. And let me show you, here's a mirror. And often your spouse can be that mirror and he will be like, or she will be like, yeah. And so this, and as a wife, you're not to say or be the mother and try to like say, oh, well, you need to do this. Like the attitude doesn't result in him changing. The attitude Mm. doesn't result in her changing. It's the kindness and the compassion that you have and how you can live the example in order for that person to have the ability to, oh, okay, I see what she is saying. I see what he is saying. So I think that was just great sharing about the process. And then even thinking of it like in this way, you know, I was was speaking to, he was was my ex, but I was speaking to him and I I was amazed because like you've came, so much money has come through your hands. You should have a house. There's no way that you should be trying to figure out, I I felt like he shouldn't have been living in an apartment because I'm like, what did you do with all the money that came through your hands? And in that moment, it was like the Holy Spirit was like, telling me you know people be wanting so much like you said want to be a million do you know how to steward it do you know what to invest in what not to invest in what not to buy like that is a whole process it's like we want so much so much stuff and it's like okay but do you know how to steward it that is the end of the that's the end question you want a house god is like okay how would you steward it i will never forget i seen this post and the lady was just like you want a new house, but your, yo, what you have now is not even clean. You want a new car, but you're not even taking care of the car that you have. You want children, but I got you working over children and you not even treating them right. And I believe that God oftentimes just kind of, he not oftentimes, he tests us. Okay, you want this, but let me see if you're ready for this. Oh, you want a business, but how are you stewarding the business that I have you working under now? It's just like a, it's, I don't know. It's like a whole thing. And it's like, it's nothing wrong with what we want, but then we have to go through that process. And then if it, what we want aligns with what God wants or wills for our lives. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. So going back to the shifts that happen, 
what shifts have taken place in your life recently that you'd like to share? Oh, well, I'll speak on one of the, uh, the shifts that I believe is starting to, has to do with my Walker catapult things that God wants to do within me. Um, last year, was it November? It was, I think it was November. I had been hearing about um, just prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer. And Kia actually gave me a book. I don't, was what event was that? That was, it was the brunch. I can't remember what month it was though, but Kia has, what, what do you call it? Is it the women? I know it's, it was a different title at that time because you changed it. I can't remember, but she, but she hosted a brunch and she gave away bags to everyone. And in my bag had a whole bunch of books. And one of the books was, I believe it was 31 days of prayer. And, you know, me, I was like, oh, you know, you kind of just put them books down and you just put them on your shelf. And then all of a sudden November came and Laura's like, pick it up. And I was like, okay. And I start reading. And, and at that moment, it was like, God was telling me that my prayer life needed to shift, um, that I need to deepen my prayer life. And, and then even reading the books, I'm like, dang. Cause it gives you kind of like ideas of what to pray for. And I'm like, dang, what have I been praying about this whole time? Like, okay, Jesus. And so he starts shifting my whole prayer life. And so that was one thing. Um, Cause he knew that whatever I was getting ready to walk into that I needed prayer life. I needed to understand the power of prayer and that what is gained in prayer and, and coming to, I call him my daddy, but coming to my father and asking him, things and actually believing that what I'm asking him that if it's according to his will, that would happen. So that was one shift that happened. Recently, a shift that I that I started sensing that was happening in my life was um, me moving from the place that I am now. And it's very important to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, okay, what's going on and paying attention to that shift. So I started feeling like, okay, the Lord has trusted me with the space that I'm in. Now he's like, okay, I want to move you to another space. And um, that has been a shift within itself because that comes, of course, with maturity. And of course, with stewarding and him trusting that he can trust me with what he's getting ready to actually give me. So that's shifts. And I would also say, being hungry for the deeper things of God. Like really, I don't know, it's like this hunger that is there where it's like, I want to know the deep, 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 deep things of God. Not just the shallow things, but the actual deep things of God. Um, And I've been seeing that I wanted more of, you know, revelation more of knowledge and really just to like be at his be at his feet lay on his lap and hear what the deep things of God are I think that that's been a shift too in that not just taking like okay this happened but okay why did this happen God okay what what behind that like just really wanting to really understand and not just taking what I see or taking what I hear but no but what what happened behind and I guess I don't even want to say this but understanding even the more the spiritual realm I don't want to say that 
but <laughs> but it's like um really i don't want to i won't say that jesus because jesus be like okay um <laughs> but you know having an understanding of that so those are three shifts yeah and i i want to stay here for a little bit because prayer life having a prayer life is so important and the enemy tries to make you lazy mm-hmm. praying is so simple it's words spoken and then often it sitting and listening too mm-hmm. so why does the enemy fight you so much on it because it's so powerful mm-hmm. we think oh i'm just saying some words no it's it's more than that mm-hmm. and god can reveal to you what your prayer is are doing and often it can be a revelation through a dream or a vision mm-hmm. or someone will come and confirm something or you're just going about your day and you encounter something that oh that was something I prayed about or when mm-hmm. it manifests oh I remember the days that I prayed for this yeah so prayer life is so important and I find certain hours of the early morning God is ready to talk to you yes so needing to be up and awake. Oh, I'm up at 2 a.m. I don't know why, but let me get on Instagram. No, that's not a time to get on Instagram. It's a time mm-hmm. to hear what God wants you to do because it may be a name that's dropped on you that you haven't heard or thought about this person in years. And he's like, you need to pray for them yeah. or you have a dream and then you wake up and God is downloading something in regards to the dream, more revelation mm-hmm. about the dream. So there's just so much that can be learned, I would say, from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. I'm not saying you need to stay mm. up the totality of those hours, but that if God wakes you up within those hours, there's something to do. There yeah. are prayer watches. There are times that the enemy and his workers are up and they are doing things. So often yeah. if you're up during hours of 12 to 3, those are the witching hours. Mm-hmm. And so God has something to do, something for you to do in order to fight what the enemy is doing in those hours. Mm-hmm. And then from 3 to 6, there are times when it's transitioning from the witching hour and then it's going into the hours that you can give thanks and you can make your request, but then God is also speaking to you. So studying mm-hmm. prayer watches are important. They're in the Bible. There are deeper things, as you're saying, there's deeper things that are outside mm-hmm. the Bible, outside the church that we all should be accessing because yeah. the dependency on leaders is, is good, but it has to have a limit to the point where you are setting yourself to show yourself approved mm-hmm. that you're not constantly depending on pastor so-and-so and all these prophets online when mm-hmm. God is the prophet and he has Come put on. the prophet in you and he can reveal things to you and you don't have to have itching ears and trying to go, I'm going to go to prophet so-so see what word he has for me when God can tell you directly. Yeah, I just think that's that's important. Deeper things of God. There are so many things in my journey that I've discovered that I was never taught in certain spaces. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to downplay those spaces because those spaces are important. Yeah. But there are so many things that I have learned about my calling by Mm -hmm. pursuing God in a deeper way. Mm -hmm. There are things that Jesus experienced that are not always said in the Bible. Like yeah. There was a whole period of his life that was not even included in the Bible. Also thinking about the books 
of the books that aren't in the Bible that were taken out Mm. that should be read. Like, uh, what is that book called? I'll have to think of it, but just do some research on the books that were supposed to be in the Bible that were taken out because there's messages in there. There are things that we all need to look at and, and see what is there. Let me see if I can actually look it up. I have a scripture. To, why are you looking that up? There's a okay. scripture um, that I have when Nakia was just talking about, you know, not, you know, there's leaders that, that God may um, have a sit under for a period of time, but there's a scripture and it's from first John chapter, chapter is this? two verse 27 it says but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you but as the same anointing teaches you and concerning all things and it's true and it's not a lie and just as it has taught you you will abide in him the part that says you do not need anyone to teach you I do think that God is like the best primary person to go to to have understanding of your anointing have an understanding. There was one thing that God had revealed to me and it started because Kia Kia challenged me with the question and I had to really sit on it. Like, okay, what is my, I forgot what question it was, but it was in how you worded it, but it had to do with, I think you said, what is my burden or something like that? And I was like, I don't know. And so I sat with that question for a good two to three days. And in that moment, the Lord had revealed to me what it was. But then also there was something the Lord had revealed to me of a certain anointing that I carry. And so in that, nobody else would have known that. Nobody, because it had to, the anointing had to do with also what I had walked through. So nobody else would know that about me and can tell that about me. Of course, the spirit of the Lord, when when prophecy is going on or the um, the word of knowledge or anything, the Lord can reveal that. But I also believe that the Lord wants to reveal certain things about us to us that cannot be gained all the time from like a prophet or a teacher or anything. He's our father at the end of the day. So he knows everything about us, even from, well, God, why, why do, why do I do stuff like that? Ask the Lord. I kid you not. I asked the Lord a simple question of why I react a certain way. And the Holy Spirit was like, because of this. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, all right. So we need to deal with that. But the Lord wants to reveal certain things about you. So you found it. Yeah, it did. Okay. But something I picked up from what you said was in regard to your the anointing that you have according to what God has done in your life. Mm-hmm. And so if God has healed you, you most likely have a healing anointing. Mm. If God has allowed you to see things, mm-hmm. that is part of your anointing and it's needed and not to be fearful of it. So I thought that was great because I think all sometimes there's a lot of questions about what is anointing and Mm. how do you know what your anointing is? And I would just say, look at what God has done in your life. If you have gotten a breakthrough in finances, you have an anointing Mm. for wealth. So just thinking and considering that. So I have a list here of missing books of the Bible 
and it seems like there it just keeps on being added on but for example the book of enoch the book of mm. enoch has a lot of information about the fallen angels how divination was brought on the earth by these mm. falling angels why certain things happen the gospel of philip the gospel of thomas the list just goes on mm. if you do your research and you read these books you're going to have a better understanding of like we've been talking about the deeper things of god the things that are an extension of the Bible in which different prophets or leaders in the Bible want to share with you. Another one is the wisdom of Solomon. I mm. need to read that one. So just the things that are available to us, we have to find them. And if you are looking for those things, God will reveal them to you. And another thing that you had pointed out is in regards to God being the ultimate trainer, what mm. I've been asking God for recently is I need personal training from you. And I mm. had to make sure that I didn't limit whatever that training is, because <laughs> I am sure that that training is going to do and reveal things that have been an extension of what I've seen in the past. So mm. just being ready for that personal training, because God can show you exactly and how it functions within how does he designed you. So I just think that having that personal training is just so important. So we've talked about preparing. We talked about shifts. So how can someone prepare for a shift? Maybe we talked about it a little bit, but is there mm -hmm. anything you want to add to it? I would say position yourself in a place of being still. So a lot of times we don't stop, right? We just kind of keep going and going and going and going instead of pausing. I feel like the Lord, there's a lot, there's, there's things that can be revealed in your pause. There's things that can be revealed in just being still before even getting on here. It was like literally three minutes before popping on and the Lord was like, just sit, just sit, just sit still. And in that moment, a word can drop just in that one moment. So I would say when people say, and I'm trying to break it down because we can hear so many words like position yourself, it's your posture, but I want to break it down. Holy spirit, give it to me. I want to break it down to where it's tangible enough for you to, to reflect on it. Cause a posture can be sitting still a posture can just be like, for five minutes, I'm just going to put do not disturb on my notifications. But I would say getting ready. Okay. Okay. Sorry. The, the Lord started talking to me as I, um, <laughs> so with this job that I've taken, y'all, I like to work with examples because I feel like for me, examples, when you give a person examples, it's more to me, tangible, not for everybody, but for to me. Um, so with this job that I have recently taken on, it is um, very different from the previous job that I had. So there's a lot more responsibilities. And there were some things that had to be done before I took on the job. And so within that, I didn't work for a whole week. And my flesh one was like, what is taking so long? Like, hurry up. But then in the, in that, in the midst of that, God was pausing me for a minute. So I think if the Lord gives you a word on anything as, or you sense that God is shifting you to a place, pay attention to the prompting if the Holy Spirit is trying to slow you down. So for instance, the lady said I had to do a background check. And so she said, 
And this was on Thursday. I spoke to her or Wednesday. It was Thursday or Wednesday. She's like, oh, they don't have an available appointment until next Wednesday. And she's like, do you want me to check any others? And in my spirit, I already felt like the Lord was like, girl, you're going to take that Wednesday. You're going to wait till Wednesday. That's what you're going to do. Um, and you're going to sit still and, and glean from me as you, as I prepare you for this next journey. And so she tried it and I said, okay, well, yeah, you can, um, you can search up some other ones, but I already do. And she was like, oh yeah, well, we'll just do, we're, we'll just do the Wednesday. And I was like, mm-hmm. and so in that moment, you know, when Wednesday came, I had to then wait for my results to get back. Then I thought, I was like, okay, maybe I'll start on, on Friday. No, they were like, okay, well, your start date is going to be Monday. And so in the midst of that, I had to, I'm going to say battle with my flesh, but battle with my flesh to sit out and be patient in what he was doing in that shift. So I would say anytime you sense anything from the Lord, as far as a shift getting ready to happen, take a moment to sit still. And the flesh will try to get you to move, try to think of what you got to do, try to think about who you need to call, try to just a whole bunch of stuff um, and distractions. So I would say, take a minute, pause, sit still and hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying and write down what he is actually saying. And just being in that quiet place I know sometimes being in a quiet place, you know, your thoughts are just all over the place sometimes. But I would say, even in that, commune with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm having all these thoughts, all these distractions. I'm trying to sit in a quiet place with Jesus and all these thoughts and what I need to do, bring that to the Lord. But I think it's really also carving out time um, and being sensitive to the shift so that you can be prepared to where God is taking you. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I thank you for sharing the example. No, I think examples are good. I'm always like, let's make this practical. We can have the scriptures, but let's bring this to real life. Let's let's see how this plays out, how it correlates with what's happening now in our lives. So as we close, do you have any words of encouragement for our listeners? If you have been waiting on a promise from God... Do not give up. Do not think he has failed you, even at, even when it has come to your life. Like if you feel like, Lord, why, why hasn't this been manifested in my life or anything like that? And you feel like giving up hope, do not keep going. And I know that's easier said than done, but I think also just being honest with how you feel and, and what you're going through um, with the Lord and allow him, like he has said, allow him to just deal with those things, but don't give up. Um, even if you have a gift or something that God has given you and you're just like, but everybody else, no, we have need of what God has given you. And um, every ministry is different. Um, they're not the same. The way that you do things is um, not the same. And I just feel, I'll, I just really feel like there's somebody that's listening to this where you've you've been insecure or you've been overlooked, um, but know that you're not overlooked by God. Know that you're not overlooked by God. God sees you and just continue to just be pray, just praying and speaking and believe and don't have that don't let your faith waver. I know sometimes our faith may waver, but don't have your faith waver. Continue to have your faith and your belief in 
in him who has called you because listen, it's going to come to pass for you. And I believe that. And you've been in this place of, or the enemy has been trying to keep you in this place of depression where you feel like, God, is this going to come to pass? Um, believe and trust God and speak. Kia is like a big person on this. And, and I'm getting to that, that place. Speak them things over your life, the scriptures. Declare them things over your life. Proclaim those things over your life. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the borrower. Declare that over your life and speak that because that is exactly what our father did. He spoke it. And it was, and it was established and everything that he speaks is established. So be encouraged in that. So, yeah. Yes, I think I was encouraged and I think our listeners will be encouraged too. find those declarations online. Uh, of course, they should be biblical. Yes. <laughs> they should be Say that. Holy Spirit led. But those declarations are so important. Make it a habit. Make it a habit to have those declarations. You have a business, make those declarations of your business. You have a ministry, Mm -hmm. make those declarations. And as Jasmine said, ministry looks different for everyone. So don't try Mm -hmm. to compare with this big name minister and you're not them. You're never going to be them. You should not be Mm -hmm. them because God did not design you to be them. He put things in you uniquely for a reason. So if we make sure we're not comparing. We don't fall into a trap of becoming a clone, becoming Mm. a replication of someone else. When God said, I want you and your voice, your habits, your things. I want you to show up in this space as you and not as someone else. So Mm, that's good. We thank you for listening today. And we're excited for you to come to Los Angeles, California, February 11th, 2023. The space has been created for you. The space is for you to have an encounter. We can have encounters at home, but this space is for women to gather, to have their encounters, to receive whatever they need to receive for 2023 Mm -hmm. and beyond. And so we're excited to having that space. I put in the show notes, the link to the conference, be sure to check out all of our speakers and stay tuned for all the speakers who will be on the podcast series and connect with them, connect with them online, follow them, listen to some of their videos. There are so many things that God is going to be doing in the future for Mm -hmm. these ladies, for these speakers and for Mm -hmm. you. And so it's important for you to be receptive and accept your calling, which Mm. is a theme for the conference called you Mm. are called by God. God has put things in you that need to be manifested on this earth. And the time is now it's not in the future. It's now it's Mm -hmm. yesterday. It's something that needs to be done through you. Mm -hmm. So just want to welcome you to the conference. If you've already registered, I'm so excited to be able to serve you. And we are going to close it out. And I encourage you to subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode on the Women of Power series.